Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of The Relative Perspective. I'm your host, Kim. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to episode five of The Relative Perspective podcast. Happy New Year! We're in 2022. I hope your Christmas and New Year was restful and that you enjoyed doing whatever it was that you did. I spent a really nice, quiet time with my family, uh, both in Leeds and back in the Lake District. And yeah, returned to work this week like a lot of other people. And it just felt like Monday every day. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> back, sort of back to the back to the real world with a bump. Um, yeah, so episode five, halfway through season one. Um, yeah, I was thinking about doing sort of doing 10 episodes a season. Uh, I say season, how, I don't know how many I'll do, but I'll, I'll certainly try and keep it going. Um, but I think, yeah, at this halfway point, I thought it'd be useful to have a bit of a refresher of the theme of this, this season. And ultimately, what I've been trying to do is to introduce myself to you by talking about my experiences to date, uh, I guess specifically over the last two years. There is a few other topics that we've yet to explore uh, that are going to sort of form the the next five episodes before I take a bit of a break uh, ahead of, yeah, season two and and whatnot. Um, And I've certainly had requests for certain topics as well, and I've got a few ideas and and a few more guests in the pipeline and, and certainly in mind for the next few episodes. Um, but I'm having fun recording them and, you know, I hope you're having fun listening to them. I hope you're enjoying listening to them because without you wonderful listeners, uh, this wouldn't be possible. I would literally just be ranting into a microphone <laughs> by myself, which I guess I am doing, but it's, it brings me great comfort to know that people are listening and when people reach out to me and say, oh, you know, I've listened to your podcast and this particular episode really related um, or was really relevant or, yeah, I really connected with it. It's really encouraging. So, yeah, I, I hope you, you keep listening to my millennial musings, as it were. I think what I was trying to say there and the actual word I wanted to use but couldn't find was resonates. Uh, so yeah, hopefully you feel like some of the things that I'm saying resonate with you. Um, yeah, and you can relate to them, <laughs> much like the relative perspective. Um, but yeah, so I'm not, yeah, let's crack on with the episode. The bad news is I, I'm not on location and I don't have any sort of, you know, first world problems or duvet disasters or anything like that to deal with this week. So I've had a fairly soft and easy start to the year, but let's not jinx it. Uh, so without further ado, uh, here is, yeah, the rest of the rest of episode five. Sit back, grab a brew, and I hope you enjoy it. It's here. We're in a new year. We are in 2022. I guess whatever you may think of the whole new year, new me, or new book, first chapter, or, you know, 365 days and page-turning New Year's resolution ideas, um, whatever you might think of it, I, I do think 
the new year is quite a good opportunity to take stock of of the last year um, and, and what you want to do in the year ahead. I almost said going forward then, like I was in some kind of business meeting. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on, moving forward swiftly on. Um, I'm quite a goal-orientated person. I always achieve what I set out to do. Um, it might take time. I might be late getting there, but I always do get there. Um, but the trouble is, I've not really had any clear goals since 2019. So that's the year I qualified as a solicitor and everything I'd ever done was working up to that moment. And then my name was on the role of solicitors at, I think it was three o'clock in the afternoon. And that was it. And I was like, oh my goodness, that that's that's it now. There's there's nothing else to achieve. I just need to, to do my job. This is what I'm going to be doing now. Um, and, and in that moment of panic, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, had quite a significant life change in, in 2019. And I, I haven't had anything, yeah, I haven't done anything sort of big or dramatic since. Um, part of that's because life's been somewhat hampered in the last couple of years. But equally, I think since then, I, I feel like I haven't achieved anything because nothing quite seems to sort of match up to to that year. Um, obviously, you know, I've survived. I think, that, you know, that's... I probably need to give myself more credit than I have done for, for the last couple of, year, probably, bleh, couple of years. Put my teeth back in. But the trouble is, um, I actually feel myself wobbling a bit, which at this time of year when things are a bit bleak outside and it's January and all of that kind of stuff, it's not, for me, it's not a particularly healthy headspace to be in. Um, you know, it, it's absolutely okay not to be all right. And I know that my position is not that bad. And, you know, but equally there are things that I'm, I'm starting to fret about um, but I, I have the ability to improve my mindset and to, to sort of change my perspective and, you know, set little goals that will help me sort of manage those, those things that I'm worried about. So, you know, I, I sort of started thinking about, you know, what I was particularly sort of worried about, I guess. So I guess I feel a bit wobbly about living alone again and you know it's it's hard you know I've, I've just spent an intense sort of 12 to 18 months with my parents again and now now I'm on my own again and that's that's absolutely right for where I am in life but you know I, I, I really do blame my parents they made a lovely home that I you know <laughs> can go back to but that's the whole point I you know they are there and, uh, and, you know, they like it when I, when I go home and, and equally, you know, they've been to stay a couple of times as well. And I think they really like it. So, you know, that, that's a really positive thing, even though I'm a little bit worried about living on my own, I, you know, I, I will be fine. And, and that's one of the things that, that Laura said to me as well. She was like, you know, this absolutely is the right thing to do, even though the circumstances under which I came back were a bit unusual. 
Um, so yeah, I'm slightly worried about that. Um, but I know I'll settle in. I just need to give myself time and I just sometimes want things done quickly or rush things and actually I just need to, yeah, just take my time. I've got more of it than I think. And I, that's some of the advice that I always give to people. Like, you've got, you've got more options than you think. You've got more time than you think. Um, and I'm there rushing around constantly trying to fit, you know, 20 million things into the same minute. So, yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was one of the things I was sort of, yeah, fretful about. Another thing was sort of money before payday and, and the bills and all of that kind of stuff. Um... I was also starting to get a bit fretful about being single, even after, you know, my episode um, the other month. I, I don't, I think maybe it was sort of being in the in the flat by myself. Am I lonely? And then I just have to keep reminding myself, you're not lonely, you've got freedom and, and you know, remembering to distinguish between the two. And then I was worried, you know, I'm not really putting myself out there. You know, have I, can I make any more friends? Where would I make friends? Um, and then equally, oh, I'm not really bothered about being single or, or meeting anybody. That's not a great attitude. I, so, yeah, I was just a bit flip floppy about that. And I, yeah, I don't really know where it's come from. It's, yeah, it's been quite, quite unsettling. Um and, you know, that's the thing. Most of these things I, I don't need to worry about. Um, and they, they do, they are, they do seem, and they absolutely are, you know, quite trivial issues. But that's the point of the relative perspective. You know, how I feel is how I feel. And it's all relative. But it's not all there is. There are worse positions to be in and harder things to deal with. And all I can do is try and put myself in a better position. Um, so I, I take all of those things that I'm, you know, worrying about. And what can I do to improve them? Um, I remember last year, I started sort of writing a list about all the things that were worrying me and, and all of that kind of stuff. And in the end, I was just bullet pointing words and, and then I sort of flipped over the page. I was like, you know, this could go on forever. And I just went, well, what are you going to do about it, Kim? And I could only come up with one, you know, thing. Stop complaining about it. And I think I've still got sort of the, the notebook somewhere. But yeah, that was, that was during the time I was trying to use a journal. Um, and that was a bit of a disaster. Um, I'm, you know, <laughs> in that sense, I'm no Bridget Jones. Um, so yeah, how can I, um, be more positive? How can I put myself in a better position? And, you know, what do I want to achieve in the year ahead? And that's what this episode's going to be about. New Year's resolutions. Um, and, and yeah, sort of having a think about what you want to do with the next year. Um, what are we, we're at the time of recording, we're six days in, um, so what do you want to do with, with the rest of your January and the rest of, rest of the year? Uh, so without further ado, I'll, um, I've picked three, I've picked three goals and that's what I'm going to talk to you about.
So my New Year's resolution is probably very similar to a lot of yours, and that is weight loss. It's the big one, literally for me. Um, a few years ago, I, I put my health at the top of my priority list, and I had a great year as a result of that. Uh, but ever since then, um, life has just been really busy, and my health hasn't taken a priority. And yeah, I've just put on weight. So every pound that I lost all those years ago has absolutely come back with a vengeance. Um, and yeah, I, I think January, you know, you can, you can start a diet any Monday of the year by half past 10, <laughs> you're hungry. And by Wednesday, you've completely fallen off the wagon, but you know, it's, it, yeah, it's a healthy start. You've got veganuary, dry January, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and the harsh and, and sad reality is for me, I put far too much value literally on the, on the number I see on the scales and, and, you know, that bears far too much, um, I guess, yeah, I put far too much weight, um, to my weight and my worth. It's, yeah, I can't, it's awful to think about it like that, but I do, I care about the number on the scales, I care about my dress size, I care about, you know, what I look like in the mirror, and I, I don't like any of those things, I, I, I honestly don't, and only I can do something about that, and it is not going to happen overnight, um, I truly believe that if I look at a packet of custard creams, and that is just look at the packet, I will gain 10 pounds, um, I'm not one of these people who can eat whatever they want and, and stay thin. Um, I do have to watch what I'm eating. And that is the, the sad reality of it. It's a calorie deficit. The only way to lose weight is to eat less and move more and make sure that, you know, you're not eating more than what your body requires in order to do what it needs to do and think and breathe and move and all that kind of stuff. So... I'm back on my fitness pal. I'm tracking everything that's going in my mouth. I'm not measuring things out, but I'm sort of a rough idea of what's going on. Um, like I've got smaller bowls for my cereal, that kind of thing. So yeah, I feel quite positive about it. Um, it's going to be slow and steady because that's, you know, the only way to do it. But I want to throw in there, you know, doing some races again, uh, this year, a few 10Ks and maybe even a half marathon. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to, I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to be healthy and have a good diet. And yeah, I, I know I'll feel better uh, if I do all of those things. You know, my skin will be glowing and, you know, my clothes will fit nicely and I'll feel comfortable in photos. And, you know, i, I won't nearly have a heart attack when I'm climbing fells, which I don't, but, but it'll just be a little bit easier and I'll get to the top a bit faster. You know, I've, I've got a gym membership. I've got, you know, good gym kit. I absolutely love my trainers and, you know, I love running. I live in the Lake District as well. I'm, you know, I'm really lucky. So I, I just need to make the most of, of those things. And, you know, with some hard work and dedication and willpower and sacrifice, I'll, you know, I'm confident that I will get there. Um, my friend is getting married as well this year 
I've got a gorgeous, gorgeous dress to wear, but I've got to get into it first. Um, and it only zips up halfway. So it's nice to have something to aim for because I really want to wear that dress for the wedding. Uh, but equally, um, you know, yeah, the superficial aside, I've got a terrible problem and terrible pain in my hip. Um, and I, th I think I've sort of mentioned this in passing on, on other episodes, but obviously in, in 2020, I was fairly active and, you know, walking to and from the office, up and down the stairs, to and from the car. I was, you know, going to the gym. I was running outdoors. But then lockdown happened. So there was no more gym and there was no more, you know, walking around the office to and from the car. And it was sort of state sanctioned exercise of, I think they said sort of 30 minutes was sufficient every day or 30 to 60 minutes a day. And so my activity levels went from fairly high to basically non-existent or, you know, yeah, very low in a big way. So I tried to keep up running and walking and I even did a lot of Joe Wicks and stuff for weeks, but the weight crept on and the burpees didn't help. And all of a sudden my left hip started hurting and there was like this pinching feeling when I was doing like mountain climbers or when I would raise my knee to my chest and, you know, even just changing the gear on my car and lifting my leg up to push the clutch in, um, that sort that really small action really hurt my hip um and yeah rest painkillers none of it was helping and i was just getting fatter and i was in pain and it actually all came to a head when i went on an outdoor or to an outdoor activity center with some friends and we went paddleboarding and i actually went in the kayak and my hips were squashed into this high kayak and I had to sit with my legs straight. Um, and I was obviously, my body was at a 90 degree angle to my my legs. And I was in absolute agony. And I, I love water sports and things like that. I've never had that kind of problem in a, in a kayak or anything like that before. But I was in absolute agony. So I went to go and see a doctor. They referred to me to a physio. Um, and they didn't really, this physio didn't do anything um, sort of had a brief conversation with me and then, you know, referred me to YouTube. And I was just like, um, this isn't good enough. This isn't a diagnosis. And, you know, referring me to YouTube while well, doing videos off YouTube is pretty much how I got here in the first place. So I was like, well, this, this isn't really working for me. So I went back to the doctor and was finally referred to a consultant, um, at a spire hospital and they took x-rays and then a, I had an MRI scan and then basically my my hip bone or, or the joints of like sort of the ball and socket um it's sort of overgrown um so the pinching I was feeling was actually bone against bone um so I was referred to a physio and I was given a series of exercises to build up my glutes, you know, because it's all about the base. Um, and I'm still working on that, so I'm incorporating that to a bit of yoga and whatnot. But unfortunately, the pain is back. Um, the pain is back. And at this point, um, yeah, like I say, I, you know, I'm really struggling to sort of sit at my desk and, and work from home and, and even, you know, change gear in my car. 
Um, so I yeah, spoke to the consultant and, you know, there are sort of a number of things that I can do before we have to think about surgery. And one of them is, is losing weight. So that's what I can do to help myself. And there's, yeah, I keep saying this, there's no quick fix. I've got to do my little exercises and I've got to cut down on what I'm eating and try and move a bit more. Um, obviously sort of making sure it doesn't exacerbate my hip problem. Um, and it's going to take time. And it's going to be hard work. Um, it's going to take willpower and sacrifice and money because, you know, gym membership costs. Um, but that's my goal. Um, it'll help my hip and it'll help me fit into my fabulous frock. So there we go. <laughs> that's, that's goal number one. Uh, goal number two um, is is to do with my finances. Now, I've got a lot of outgoings, um, you know, running a house and all that kind of stuff and just, you know, trying to enjoy life and, you know, save as well for a deposit. And I do okay as a three-year qualified solicitor. But energy prices are increasing. The cost of living is going up. You know, workplaces, you know, generally across the board aren't contributing to the cost of working from home so your broadband or the cost of powering your computer or your food bill or your energy prices or anything like that um you know a lot of them say you know you're offsetting the cost with commuting but if you commute if you walk to work before you know you're not actually saving anything but that aside you know uh, we've also got the national insurance increase as well and yeah, the cost of living is going up. And I'm genuinely concerned that subject to a pay rise in sort of April time, I'm going to walk away with less money each month than I had last year. That is that is not okay. Um, and I guess we'll just wait and see what happens in relation to that. But in the meantime, I need to be more financially savvy and I want to be more financially savvy as well. I think I can be quite flash with cash, but actually I'm not flush with cash. I do like nice things, you know, whether that's clothes or makeup um, and furnishings. You know, I've, I've had some pretty high spend months in terms of moving in November, Christmas in December and, and sort of final bills coming through in January. Um, you know, my savings have taken a, a real hit and it's, you know, it's been, you know, three very expensive months. But, you know, those things and having those nice things come at a cost, you know, to me, my savings and ultimately my, my credit rating as well. And I've, I've got a few interest-free agreements, you know, like pieces of furniture that I've bought for the flat or, you know, my, my sofas that I put on, put on my credit card and, you know, this laptop. <laughs> but you know, I've got debt and I want to be in a place where I don't have debt. Um, and instead I have, you know, a house deposit and, and good credit rating and, you know, spare savings and disposable income. And I'm comfortable. Um, I remember doing, um, a course as part of my, you know, solicitor qualifications. And this tutor said, everyone should have a spare, you know, six grand in the bank. And I looked at my my friend and, and sort of co-student, another student in the room, and went, 
have have you got a, have you got a spare six grand? And she said, I, I don't even have a spare six pounds, let alone a spare. I was like, right, okay, yeah, me neither. So I looked at someone, I was like, oh, have you got a spare six grand? And they're like, no, no idea what he's talking about. But it's it's true. They they do say that you, you should have roughly sort of three months wages, you know, if anything happens that you can sort of cover the mortgage and bills and stuff for, for about three months. I do not have a spare, <laughs> spare six grand. Um so yeah, I don't know whether or not to pay, play the lottery or the people's lottery or, or whatever, but uh, in the absence of a big win, I, I do need to be more sensible uh, with money. And yeah, so I've, I, th- I think the other thing to sort of mention is money's a really hard topic to talk about uh, with your friends, with your family. And I think I'm not even ready to talk about finance with you yet, but I'm sure I will at some point. Um, and I wonder, you know, the extent to which this goes back to, you know, when we were all at school. I mean, I spent years, years and years studying Shakespeare and, you know, trigonometry. And, you know, God forbid sh- someone should spend 20 minutes talking to me about a pension or a mortgage or, you know, how to run a bank account or the cost of living. So, yeah, I mean, not a day goes by I don't quote Shakespeare. Uh, but I just, yeah, so, you know, a plea to anyone that's in education, please, you know, teach people this, you know, even if you're a parent, teach people this from a young age, it's it's really important, you know, habits, I, I, I think I was walking past the Yorkshire Building Society, and we were saying money habits are learnt by the age of seven, or it might have been NatWest, I, either one, you know, it's, it is, it is really, really important um, to sort of, yeah, be financially comfortable. Um, so to that end, I've set up a budget. I've got a spreadsheet. I know my income. I know my outgoings. I've set aside money for savings. And uh, I'm going to try and stick to it and, and see, yeah, see what's going to happen. But it's quite simple. I'm going to try and spend less. So there we go. Um, as I say, money is always a, a tricky topic it's it's not a particularly easy one to to talk about and so I'd encourage you if you're if you're worried about money or debt or the cost of living or, or anything at all um if you, if you don't want to talk to a friend you know there are loads of great charities out there there's cap um and I'll I'll, I'll post some links as well um, when I post this this episode but there's a, a really great person uh, called Claire Seal uh, who set up my frugal year and she was in sort of £30,000 worth of debt, if not more, um, across credit cards and personal loans and various things like that. And she had a, she had a conversation with the bank and they were like, when, he, when do you think you'll be able to pay this amount? And she just said, there's no more money. And she just poured all of this out into an Instagram page and she's got thousands and thousands if not hundreds of thousands of followers and she's got a book now and she's in a completely different position they've paid off her and her husband have paid off their debt and you know they're looking to to get a mortgage and a house now so yeah it's it's completely different but it's taken time and you know she's in a, a really lucky position now in terms of sort of you know what she's doing but she's had to ride this really you know horrific and and quite depressing sort of debt wave for a really long time 
before she's been able to sort of come out of the other side and, and that rock has been lifted from her chest. So yeah, I'll, I'll sort of, I don't know whether or not to tag her in it, but or, or at least post links to that page. So if you are concerned about that, you know, there's loads of resources out there. Um, finally, uh, my third New Year's resolution, because I like things in threes, is this podcast. I thought about French lessons. I thought about sewing lessons. I thought about tenor saxophone lessons. And I will probably dabble with those things throughout the year. Uh, certainly, I'll, I'll practice my tenor sax. But I want to put effort into this podcast. I want it to succeed. And I'm not sure what a podcast succeeding looks like or, you know, what numbers I'm supposed to reach or if I'm supposed to go and find a sponsor or or whatever. Um, but for now, until I figure all of that out, I want you to enjoy it. I I like it. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I like recording these episodes. And... But I want, I want you to enjoy it as well and then go and have conversations about the topics that I'm addressing with your friends and with other people. And, you know, I want you to recommend it and spread the word so that those conversations continue and that, you know, we learn from each other and about one another and, and strengthen those connections that we have with people. It's so important that we do that. And it's also really, and I, yeah, still my favorite word at the moment. It's really cathartic, um, to talk to someone else and, and, you know, share what you're going through with them and, and realize that, that you're not alone. And I listen to so many other amazing podcasts and I wonder how they do it. Um, you know, some of my favorite ones is sort of the food medic and two Mr. P's in a podcast and Table Manners and and James Smith and so, so many other ones. Um, And I want to put this podcast out there as well. And I want it to, yeah, I want it to do well. I want to see it grow. Um, And I think, and I hope (laughs) that that will happen in time, but it's going to take preparation and practice and dedication and, you know, all of the other shuns. So, (laughs) So yeah, I think they're sort of the yeah, I just, yeah, I want to put a lot of effort and energy into it and and see where it goes in in the next year. Um, After all, I've got merchandise, I've got a t-shirt and I've got a MacBook on credit. (laughs) So it needs to be worth it. Um, Yeah, so I guess that one's a bit short and sweet, but um, yeah, this podcast is a a resolution as well. So there we go. Um, This episode generally has been much shorter than the last one. Uh, but I hope you you feel it's a gentle start to the year and certainly an an apt introduction. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, Please do have a think about your year ahead and what you want to get out of it. I can't tell you, you know, what's going to happen. I can't tell you that we're going to get back to whatever normal is. And the only thing I can tell you is, you know, it's going to be another year. Time marches on and I strongly encourage you to skip alongside it or as Miranda Hart would say, gallop alongside it and and to that end and sort of on a, a final note, you know, maybe you're not into goals and resolutions, 
but you know even so maybe you maybe you feel like it's something that you want to try or maybe you feel like you need a focus or there's something in particular that you want to achieve and I saw a post on on Miranda Hart's Instagram page and I think it was sort of taken from somewhere else but she was saying you know if even if you don't want to set a resolution maybe pick a theme for the year um so maybe that's something that you can explore like rebel wilson um i think she did a year of year of travel year of love year of health etc so um yeah she looks amazing now she's had a, a great year of health in the last couple of years so maybe a theme uh, is something that you can explore uh, so here's cheers to whatever you do and lots of luck with it. Encourage yourself, believe in yourself and other people. And, um, and yeah, I'll keep you updated as well. But for now, thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks with episode six. Bye bye.